0: Welcome to the Everyday Chant Srimad Bhagavatam class. Today we are so fortunate to have his grace Sarvadik Das Prabhuji. Prabhuji is going to enlighten us on Srimad Bhagavatam Canto five, chapter ten, verse eleven. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, kindly take over the call whenever you are ready.
1: Thank you Mataji, Hare Krishna.
0: Hare Krishna, and good morning
1: for And good morning to all devotees. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to you this morning. Today we're reading from Kanto 5, Chapter 10, Text 11, Shrimad Bhagavatam. I'll read Sanskrit translation and Srila Prabhupada's Bhaktivedanta Purport. But first let us offer our businesses to the Lord. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevayam. Om Namo Bhagavati Vasudevaya Narayam nam Namaskritya Naramchaiba Narotamam Devim Sarasitim Vyasam Tadu Jayam Udayat Nashta Breshabad Deshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Shloke Bhakti Bhavati Nashtaki Jivan Mitatam Hiamain Rajan Vajanta Vajjad Vikritasya Dishtham Sasamya Bhavo Dhiva Yatra Yahyatrute Soul Vidikritya Yoga Jivat Vitatvam, equality of being dead while living. Niyamena, by the laws of nature. <coughs> Rajan, O King. Adiantavat, everything material has a beginning and an end yet because Vikritasya of things that are transformed such as the body such as the body Dishtam is seen swasamya the condition of servanthood or mastership druvaha unchangeable idya or you who are worshipped yatra wherein tarahi then ucchate it is said asau that Vidikritya yogaha fitness of order and duty translation <clears throat> my dear king you have unnecessarily accused me of being dead though alive in this regard i can only say that this is the case everywhere because everything material has its beginning and end as far as you're thinking that you are the king and master and are thus trying to order me this is also incorrect because these positions are temporary Today you are a king and I am your servant but tomorrow the position may be changed and you may be my servant and I your master. These are temporary circumstances created by providence. Srila Prabhupada's purport Srila Prabhupada Ki jay. The bodily conception is the basic principle of suffering and material existence. In Kali Yuga especially people are so uneducated that they cannot even understand that the body is changing at every moment, and that the ultimate change is called death. In this life one may be a king, and in the next life one may be a dog, according to karma. The spirit soul is in a deep slumber caused by the force of material nature. He is put in one type of condition and again changed into another type. Without self-realization and a knowledge, conditional life continues. And one falsely claims himself to be a king, himself a king, a servant, a cat, or a dog. These are simply different transformations brought about by the supreme arrangement. One should not be misled <coughs> by such temporary bodily conceptions. Actually, no one is master within the material world, for everyone is under the control of material nature, which is under the control of the supreme personality of Godhead. Therefore, the supreme personality of Godhead, Krishna, is the ultimate master, as explained in Chaitanya Charitamrita: "Iccha Ishvara Krishna The only master is Krishna, and everyone else is his servant. Forgetfulness of our relationship with the supreme Lord brings about our suffering in the material world. Tasmay śrī caitanya manobishṭam stāpitam jena bhūṭale svayam rūpa kānāmaḥam tadāti svāpadantikam vande nantha puruṣa svayam śrī caitanya mahāprabhuṁ niśchōpi yat prasāda bhakti bhaktiśāstra pravantakam vande śrī krishṇa caitanya nityānando sahodito gōdōdaye puṣpavanto citro sandōtamo tamonuto. Jaya Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Garadha Sri Vasadhi Gaur Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Ram. Hare Hare Here Maharaj <coughs> Jed Bharat is responding to Maharaj Rahugana, who has said to him You have accused me of being dead though alive jivat vrttat This is a statement of fact. He's, he's actually trying to insult Jan Bharat because he's not happy with the way in which he's executing his duty of carrying the palanquin. But actually, it's not an insult at all. It's a statement of fact. Because the body itself is dead. Only the soul is alive. As soon as the soul, the atma, leaves the body, the body is a lump of matter. When I was young, I used to do volunteer work in the a, Emanuel a Hospital in Portland, Oregon. And sometimes people would come in from horrendous auto axi- uh, out automobile accidents and they die right in front of you. One moment there's a person who's suffering, and the next moment it's a lump of flesh, a dead lump of flesh. So the body is actually dead. just like a fingernail. Fingernail is dead. We, the fingernail grows and we cut it, but because there's no nerve, we don't experience any sensation. There's no nerve in a fingernail. So we cut it and toss it away. But because we can feel, because we, we register sensation with our senses of sight, taste, touch, uh, uh, taste and hearing, all the different senses. Because we experience the world through our senses, we think, this is me. Our, our connection with the material world is through our mind and senses. And by the principle of a hunkar, we think, this is me, I am this body. And this is life's greatest illusion. And as Śrīla Prabhupāda begins to purport, the bodily conception is a basic principle of suffering and material existence. Why do we suffer? Because we identify with the body. That I am hot, I am cold, I am hungry, I am angry, I am lusty, I am greedy. We're not any of that. Not a bit. Asanga-hyaya-purusha, the soul, the atma, our real self with which we have no connection because of misidentification with this external self, our body and mind. The atma is not cold or hot or hungry or lusty or greedy or angry. The soul is above all that. But we've identified with all of this, therefore, we're experiencing this most inauspicious condition The most inauspicious thing that can happen to the jiva is to uh, fall into the material world, is to accept the material life. This is the most inauspicious condition. So the whole objective of spiritual life is to leave this situation, to leave and never come back again to the material world. This is the objective of actual religion. Any other religious process can be termed kaitava dharma cheating religious process, because their objective is how to appeal to God, how to satisfy God for material happiness, dharma, artha, Kama, and moksha. They accept the principles of dharma in Judaism, Islam, Sikh dharma, Hinduism, Christianity. They accept the principles of some dharma, but their objective is to appease God and to get some blessing for material happiness this is cheating religion. Religion means how will I please Krishna? How will he be satisfied with me to bring me, to extricate me from this material world and let me return to the kingdom of God? To leave this material world, not how to stay here happily. Trying to stay here happily at the expense of God is cheating religion, kaitava dharma. So these things should be understood and Bhagavatam is giving us some enlightenment in this regard that this body is actually dead. It's all moving. So someone needs to mute their microphone please. So although the body is moving, although we experience it as being myself, is actually dead and it's not static. If someone can please mute their microphone. So the body is constantly in the whole world is in constant motion. Adi Bhutam Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita that everything is in, in undergoing constant change. We're thinking I'm sitting here, I'm speaking or I'm listening or I'm working, but the, and I'm just I'm not doing anything. But actually we're always in motion. The blood is in motion. The nerves are in motion. Our body is in motion. The Our surroundings are in motion. The planet is in motion. The universe is in motion. The sun is moving through the universe, moving millions of miles per hour. Everything is in motion. Nothing is static. Everything changes. But we want everything to remain just the same. We want to be happy in the material world, not to disturb the status quo, have my material happiness, my situation, make everything nice, arrange my life for my material happiness. This is illusion. Because we, we cannot do so. This, and it's an illusion. It's a losing game to try. Because at the end, even the most materially successful person dies just like a dog on the street. Just like any beggar in the street. What can he take with him? His, his prestige? His bank account? His home? His car? His family? They, dog just, they die just like a dog on the street. They have to be forced by the laws of nature to leave their body and again take up another material existence. This is very graphically described in Bhagavad Gita, purusha prakriti stohi bhungte prakriti Jan gunan karanam guna sangasya sadhasad-joni-jamlasup. Why is it, Bhagavad Gita is explaining, that we have to take a material body, karanam guna-saṅgasya, by associating with particular mode of nature, sadasad. Yoni, Janmasu. We take birth in Sajjoni or a Someone Someone's being born as a jackass, a crow, a dog or cat, and someone's being born as Lord Indra. Why? Is God just playing favorites? Is He saying, okay, you will be blessed with extreme material opulence, duration of life, sense gratification, and you will be run over in the street, hit by a car, smashed like a cat or dog hit by a car? Is this an accident? Krishna says, guna, by association of the modes of nature, this takes place. Purusha, prakriti, stohi. We're the purusha, the soul, prakriti, stohi. We've become situated, fallen into material nature, prakriti, most inauspicious condition. Prakriti, jan guna. Why? Because we want to enjoy the modes of material nature. And our tendency to enjoy a particular mode uh, gives the, in, 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 uh, exorably gives us a situation in this material world in a body of a cat, a dog, a human being, a devata, a demon, a gandharva, Rakshasa, all different types of species of life are there. Why? By our association with the modes of material nature, which brings on our material desire. So this is all happening by destiny, unless it says said here, these are temporary circumstances created by providence. So how is providence creating? We could ask, is providence creating these situations independently? Is it just a uh, arbitrary situation, okay, you become CEO of, of uh, Microsoft, or you, or you become a rickshaw rickshawala, is it, is it an accident? no accident. It's created by destiny. But destiny is responding to our own activities in this world. By what we do, we're creating our situation in life. Some illiterate, ignorant pseudo-spirituals say that there is no previous life. This is the only life you have. And at the end of life, you go to heaven or you go to hell. But if you ask them two things. First of all, who are you? If there is no previous life, who are you before you were you? What, what are you? And if there is no previous existence, this means that God is arbitrarily giving you blessing or cursing you. Why is some person born crippled? Why is someone born an athlete? Why is someone rich? Why is someone poor? Why does someone have long duration of happy life? Why does someone have a miserable short life? Is God just playing favorites? Or is there rhyme and reason to it? Have we created our situation in life? The answer, according to Bhagavatam, is yes. We have created our own happiness or distress, and destiny is fulfilling the result of our activities in a previous life. Tatenu kampam susamig shamanu bunjana evatnakritam vipakam. Evatnakritam means I've done it. I've created my life. If you've become prosperous in the life, you've done that because of your previous activities. It's not arbitrary. God's not just deciding, okay, I guess you're a good guy. Here, here's, have some money. Or arbitrarily, just, okay, I'm angry at you. Then now you become, uh, we're going to give you some incurable, horrible disease. We've created whatever our life is. So therefore, a devotee prays, he's begging mercy from the Lord, Bunjana and he's tolerant of whatever his life is. Bunjana means that we should tolerate whatever we've created in our life. And this is the formula for becoming eligible for returning to the kingdom of God. So destiny is there. We can't can't, uh, avoid destiny. I did a little research. I want to read something to you from another purport. It's it's uh, very interesting. I thought I'd do a little research about what is destiny. So Prabhupada writes, uh, just a moment please, I have to find it. Here in dialectical dialectic spiritualism where Srila Prabhupada is Shamsundra Prabhu is presenting the philosophical uh, conception of different philosophers. So Prabhupada writes here, it is useless to try to improve man's material situation. Every living being is destined to undergo a certain amount of happiness and distress. By virtue of our past activities, we get a particular type of body destined to suffer or enjoy. That cannot be changed. You may call this either fatalism or destiny, but it is a fact that every man is destined in this way and his destiny cannot be changed. However, his intelligence can change his position in reference to God. Presently, man is forgetful of God and his relationship with God. Human life is meant for changing this position. Man's economic position is already fixed by destiny and cannot be changed. This is also confirmed in Shrimad Bhagavatam. When we engage in devotional service, we can change our destiny. Otherwise, Destiny is fixed. So Srila Prabhupada is making some very important points about this idea of destiny. First of all, that it's fixed. That we've created it and it's fixed. Therefore Bhagavatam says Tasha Priyate na Yad Brahmatam Sukam sarvatra Rangasa. Which means that one may wander from the topmost planet in the material creation down to the lowest. But he'll not find that thing that actually touches his life, that actually gives him satisfaction. What is that? A relationship with God. And as far as material happiness is concerned, that comes automatically just as in due course of time we get distress. Nobody goes to the church, the masjid, the mandir, the gurudwara, the cathedral, the synagogue, and folds their hands and prays to God, please dear Lord, give me trouble. Wreck my home. Ruin my business. Please give me some horrible ter- terminal disease. No one prays like that. But in everyone's life, any honest person will admit that there has been some trouble in our life. This is the nature and the material. Christian describes this world as a place of duality. As there are good things, what we describe as good things, there are also what we experience as bad things, disasters that come but don't they come? Uninvited, unprayed for, disasters come to our life. Bhagavatam is saying that happiness and prosperity comes exactly in the same way according to our destiny. So if we accept that, if we understand that, then we fold our hands and then we accept. <coughs> or, as Srila Prabhupada mentions here, that destiny can be changed by devotional service. But devotee, has a different perspective instead of praying to God I'm suffering now please give me money give me health give me wealth give me prestige give me all the so called desirable things of life which are described in Chaitanya Charitamrita as Manudharma Bhadra Abhadra auspicious and inauspicious is described in Chaitanya Charitamrita as Manudharma it's all mental Concoction. I am. I am happy. I am sad. Who is happy? We should ask. When who is sad? We should ask. All of these things take place within our mind, body, and senses. Has nothing to do with the soul. Therefore, we say manu dharma. So why try and change something that has no reference to the soul? Why try and be more comfortable in the material world? We 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 can be. The objective of spiritual life is to have a relationship with Krishna, and that. And that alone can make us happy. To be satisfied with what we have, whatever our life is, to be satisfied by, with what we have. Instead of constantly constantly, constantly, endlessly, merge in the burning fire of karma, of desire, never satisfied, that Krishna describes to be like fire. In the early. 1900s, they called the Great Fire of Chicago. One lady was milking her cow. The cow was having a bad day. It knocked over, it kicked over the lantern that was illuminating the room. The kerosene spilled and ignited the straw in the barn. The straw ignited the barn. The barn ignited the neighborhood. The neighborhood ignited the city. and Half the city of Chicago burned down from one flame. So Krishna says, Rupina that the lust to enjoy in this material, to accumulate, to be in charge, to be the master of this world, that desire can never be satisfied. It burns like fire. And fire is never satisfied. It can burn unlimited amount of fuel. You can't extinguish the, the fire by supplying it fuel. It, will, it, it can consume unlimited amount of fire. Same thing happened in Colorado when I was living there. One lady, she was a forest ranger, and she received a letter from her lover that, um, I'm, we're calling it quits, I'm dumping you, I found another girlfriend. She became angry, crumpled the letter up, lit it on fire, and threw it in a fire pit where they make arrangements for people to cook. The wind blew that piece of paper into the grass, and 350 acres, or no, more than that, 3,000 acres went up in flames. Even... 30 miles away, the fire was 30 miles away from my home and ashes were raining out of the sky from one flame. So Krishna gives very good advice. Analena means fire. So our desire to enjoy in this material world can never be satisfied. The only satisfaction comes internally to be happy with what God has given us. What is To appreciate Krishna's mercy, to, instead of looking what I don't have, think, what do I have? I have a guru. I have a husband, a wife, a family, a bank account. There's food on the table, the roof over my head. What more do we want? The desire to have more and more can never be satisfied. And if we understand that, then we can be happy that the art of life is not how to accumulate more. The art of life is to be satisfied with what we have. Because we can't get more than destined. This is the point of Bhagavatam is making. You you can't get more, Srila Prabhupada said, you can't get more than your destined and you can't get less also. Think of that, consider that. How peaceful we would be if we really had faith in this idea that we can't get more than we're destined. So why struggle? Why do we struggle so much to so called get ahead in the world why should we struggle to get ahead because you can't get more than you're destined and why be worried because you can't get less does that mean that we don't go to work that we don't strive to be the best productive person we can be of course not we do our best and we leave the rest to Krishna karma nivadi karaste ma palesu says you're entitled to work in a particular way but you're not entitled to the fruits of action neither do you create the fruits of action the fruits of action come by our karma evatmakritam vipakam that we've created our karma by our past karma bhagavatam describes from the moment of conception where sperm meets ovum and there's conception Our, our karma begins at that moment under the jurisdiction daiva natrena of the devatas who are working under the jurisdiction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who is within the heart of every living being and witnesses every action every breath, every heartbeat. He understands our whole existence in the material world for millions of lifetimes. And he is karmaphal datta. He's giving us the result <coughs> of our karma, of our previous activities. There's no accident It's not indiscriminate. It's not arbitrary. Krishna is giving us the result of our previous life's activities. So a devotee folds his hands and he accepts why should I try and change it? Although by the will of the Lord anything can change. devotee thinks let me suffer the lot. This is Prabhupada's prayer. Let me suffer the lot for which I am due. But let me never forget that I am a tiny eternal servant of the lotus feet of my spiritual master. This is providence. Not that I want to change it. And whatever Lord has ordained for me, I accept that. And in this way, we become peaceful. Then we th- then we know that no one can take anything away from me that is not destined. Whatever is destined for me, I will accept. No one can be your enemy. No one is your enemy anymore, because they can't do anything to you that's not destined. That doesn't mean that you. Are indiscriminate in your in your behavior that you leave your doors unlocked or you leave cash in the uh, dashboard of your car when you're shopping. No, you're, you're not stupid, but we should understand that Krishna is our only well-wisher, and he and whatever he gives and and whatever he takes also is in our self-interest. Whatever he takes also is in our self-interest. So this is devotee's mentality because he thinks. Whatever is pleasing to Krishna, I accept. Even, this is the Gopi's prayer. This is also exemplified by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, who who prayed to the Lord, that, that whatever is pleasing to you is my greatest happiness. Even if I become unhappy by making you happy, that unhappiness is my greatest happiness. You understand? That my greatest happiness is when I become unhappy to make you happy. He has no personal self-interest. So this is the mentality of devotee. He doesn't want to change his karma. Rather, we accept. We fold our hands, say, Lord, I'm your servant. And if some negative thing comes to me, then this is also your mercy. This is a prayer of Kwen Kunti, who prayed, give me trouble. I don't mind. Because when I see that trouble, I see you. And by seeing you, I, I never see punar janma. We never see. I will never see another birth. So in this way, a devotee sees Krishna's mercy. He sees His hand, His all merciful, all controlling hand in every circumstance of life. If we accept Krishna as the supreme well wisher, this and supreme controller also, which He is, then whatever happens in our life is our self interest. Now that is a hard pill to swallow. You're trying telling that to devotees who are suffering so much in Ukraine. Your bombshell comes through their window, destroys their apartment. Some family member dies. Oh, Krishna's mercy. Well, yes, it is Krishna's mercy. Are you able to accept it as such at that moment? Because the material nature sometimes deals with this very harshly. And this is also a fact. But who's... Behind the challenge of Prakriti, Kriyamanani, Gune, Karmani, Sarva, Shah, Ahankara, Vimudhatma, Kartaham, Iti, Who's a Vimudha? Who's a fool? Who thinks I'm controlling everything? Kartaham, I'm the doer. I'm in charge. He's a fool. Everything happens by the Supreme Will. Prakriti works under the direction of the Supreme Lord, not under my direction. Therefore, we can only protect ourselves to a certain extent. We can only. Our, our endeavors can only be successful to a certain extent that is all governed by our karma and why does one, why does one person get a bombshell through the window and another person moves into a beautiful new home karma na dive trainer we've created whatever situation we have therefore we're obliged to accept it and we can't judge the, the controller the laws of nature are there, and they work under the, the jurisdiction of the Supreme Lord. Just like, if say, if you're driving your car, you're late to work, and you're going 30 miles an hour over the speed limit, and you get a ticket. Is, is that the cop's fault, that he gave you a ticket? He's just enforcing the law. And if you go to the, to the judge and you, and you plead innocence to the, to the judge, says, no, innocence is not an excuse. This is your fine. Is it it the judge's fault? Is it the cop's fault? There is simply fulfilling. So material nature is executing the law and we've broken the law. We've come to this material world. So why? But everybody, everybody wants to blame God. Why has God done this to me? They don't say that when there's prosperity in their life. Why why has God made me a million? Why did He do this? Why did He give me so much money? A rascal God, why did He do that? Only when there's an obstruction to our sense gratification, when there's an obstruction to our material happiness, do people criticize God. Why has He done that? Why did He not show mercy? Why did you make such serious offense in your life that you're suffering in such an extreme way? That that question they don't ask. So Krishna is our well-wisher. And whatever he gives, and also whatever he takes, is in our self-interest. Because life is full of hard lessons. I'll tell you a story in my own life. I don't remember if I ever told you this story or not. If, if so, please forgive me. If not, this is the story. Um, my grandfather was an architect. My father was a prosperous man. He bought my grandfather's house from a big... Uh, I think there was like ten bedrooms or something in the house. a very big house that my, father, my grandfather designed and constructed. So we moved into the house uh, when I was young. It was my father's birthday. We're all sitting at the table, family and friends, You know, happy birthday, happy time, cake and ice cream. The house caught on fire. My little brother came running down the stair, the house is on fire, it's on fire, it's on fire. We had to run out of the house. I'm standing on the front lawn of the house seeing these huge flames, wooden house, huge flames leaping out of the window like 10, 12 feet high. The whole upstairs of the house burned down. My room was right next to where the fire started. Everything I owned was burned to ashes. My possessions were what I was wearing. So the next day, I went to my room. Everything, I used to raise tropical fish. So it was a big fish fry. All the aquariums were broken. There's dead fish all over the room. So I was very angry. Like why why did this happen I was I was just before I was a devotee I was 18 years old why this happened but the point is if this had not happened I never would have met the devotees because the, the episcopal church gave us you know gratefully thankfully gave us a place to live but I was thinking I'm 18 years old I'm going on, on my own I was a college student and I moved in with some people that ultimately took me to the temple they said look we're going to the Hare Christian temple I said what's that Hare Krishna. Well, they're like yogis, you know. says, so, so what? Who cares? No, 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 no. They serve this really nice, delicious, free vegetarian food. Okay, cool. Let's go. That day changed my life. When I went to the temple, my whole life changed. I bowed down to Thai, Everyone was bowing down. Okay, I can do that. They gave us this havan uh, samagri, jo, til, ghee. we offered in the fire. I took prasadam, I watered Tulsi. My life was never the same. I dropped everything I was doing and two weeks later moved into the temple. So that fire, the point is that fire erased my material life. It made me eligible, completely free to move into the temple. No material attachment. No girlfriend, no possessions. I wasn't interested in college really. So, and this was the most profound thing i ever experienced. The best decision of my life was to join ISKCON and move into the temple. So that fire was instrumental. Someone may say, oh, what a horrible thing that happened to you. You lost everything in a fire. No, I gained the world by that fire. So what Krishna gives is his blessing. And what he takes away is also his blessing. So why should we try and change our destiny? There's there's no need to try and change our destiny. And we should have faith that everything is happening by the will of the Lord. And faith comes by association of devotees, by by many things, but especially by association of devotees, and ultimately by love of God. Having faith in whatever he does for us is the most beneficial thing. There's a story of a mountain climber who is making his way up the mountain, and they rope themselves in with, it's called a carabiner, they attach themselves to the wall, to the stone wall, as they make their way up the side of the mountain. So they were making their way up the side of the mountain, and a huge storm came. They could, they couldn't continue the climb. So they, they could say, they bivouac. They try and make a camp attached to the side of this mountain, with thousands of feet below them. And the wind came, and it blew him off the side of the mountain, but because he was attached to the rope, he fell, 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 boom! He's hanging on the end of the rope and it's freezing cold out and he's thinking, if I stay here on the end of this rope, I will die. So he's praying to God, what can I do? What should I do to save myself? And a voice comes and says, let go, let go. But he had no faith. They found him hanging frozen on the end of the rope, ten feet off the ground. But in the uh, huge storm, in the dark of night, in the middle of a storm, he couldn't see that below him was the ground. All he had to do was let go. But he had no faith. So we should have faith that Krishna is our well-wisher. And whatever happens is for our benefit. This is destiny. So we can feel like that if we have realization. And that realization, first thing is that as Prabhupada begins this purport, the bodily conception is the basic principle, the bodily conception is the basic principle of suffering and material existence, that we're suffering. Maybe some of you are young, I'm turning 70 this year, so 70 is not what 18 is, it's not what 20 is. When you're 18, 20, 25, 30, the world's good, your health is good, you're energetic. You have a positive outlook. At 75, you're looking at the end, of the, the end of the road. Then what will my death be like? Then my death is coming. And death puts our life in perspective. And death for a devotee is actually a blessing. She will probably give a nice example. He said, just like a cat picks up a rat in its mouth, and it also picks up its kitten and moves its kitten here and there in its mouth. The kitten's experience and the rat's experience are very different. For the rat it's death, and for the kitten it's the loving embrace of its mother. So death for devotee is loving embrace of the Lord. My esteemed godbrother, Rajendra Nandana Prabhu, left his body several months ago. He was a popular devotee here in Mayapur, very jolly devotee. And he came to know he was diagnosed with stage four cancer. So he told the devotees, don't pray for my recovery. He didn't go to the doctor and try some new special chemotherapy or this, that. He simply accepted his fate, and he told the devotees, pray for my successful journey back home, back to Godhead. In the last hours and weeks of his life, he said, he told the devotees, you cannot imagine the happiness I'm experiencing right now. Someone may question, what do you mean happiness? You're going to die. Most horrible thing. Your, your life is over. Your family, your friends, your bank account, your, your property. He had no attachment. Because he's seeing, I've got one foot in the spiritual world. He's experiencing extreme spiritual happiness, thinking, this is the last few moments of my whole experience of material life, and I'm going back to Godhead. And he was full of happiness, of, of spiritual emotion. Then I'm done with the material world. I'm leaving the material world. I'm going back to Godhead. He died with a smile on his face and with his hand in his bead bag. This is perfection. To leave this nasty body that is simply causing suffering. Leave it uh, behind once and for all. We give up our body and no more birth and death. What what is the what do we need to do to achieve that? Just to understand Krishna. Janma Karma dhyam Evam to understand Krishna in Tatvata, to know who is Krishna and who am I, and to live our life within those parameters. This is perfection of spiritual life. And this is easily available to us in the simple lifestyle that Srila Prabhupada blessed the world with that is transferable, that is transplantable to any culture in the world. Here in Mayapur, there's a a wonderful Harinam festival that happens every evening. You know, 8, 10, 15, sometimes 20 devotees will stand and do Harinam Sankirtan outside the TVOP office. And there's devotees from Russia, from Ukraine, dancing hand in hand, smiling with love. Devotees from Africa from Indonesia. So there's this devotee from Africa, from Nigeria, black African devotee singing most beautiful kirtan you can imagine. This is a solution to the problems of life. This is a solution to our problem that was kindly gifted to the world by Srila Prabhupada. There is no other solution except this Harinam Sankirtan. This is the highest blessing given by God Himself. Krishna Varnam, Tishakrishnam Sangopangrashna Prash Jagay Sankirtana Praya Yajantih That is so important that God himself came to bless the world with this process of Harinam Sankirtan and it can solve all the problems of the world. If people can just take it up if we can convince people by cultural presentation of music, of song, of dance, of art, of drama, of food Delicious food. Who doesn't want, who doesn't enjoy all of these things? We can give the world the highest blessing by the simple uh, presentation, cultural presentation of Krishna consciousness, and the masses of people will be generated, benefited. So we're chanting Kirtan, 20 of us, and two or three hundred people gather around. Two or three hundred people gather around because they've come to Mayapur. They're attracted. And this is the whole message of Mayapur. In a nutshell, this is the message of Mayapur. Jagya prayer, To take up this process of Nam Sankirtan, Chanting the holy name of the Lord. Because this will deliver us from repeated birth and death. And not just in an impersonal way. Mukti, liberation, impersonal liberation, Brahma Jyoti. No. Krishna says, Mameti, you will come back to me. You'll know me. Janma-karma-chami-dibhyam how you know me how you understand the divine nature of my appearance and activities my janma, my karma in this world by this process of nam sankirtan simplest thing, easiest thing Chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama, Hare Hare this is our process and everything comes from that and by this we get realization viddabhadu jivanam Then we get some realization. What is this body? How much trouble it's giving me? I have to eat every day. I have to evacuate. I have to stay warm. I have to stay cool. I have to dress my body. I have to feed my body. I have to keep it healthy. But it's a losing proposition because what is health? (laughs) Health is a fleeting thing. Ultimately, it's a losing game. Ultimately, health deteriorates and we're forced to leave our body. body is not our friend. But we treat it as our best friend. We 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 pamper our body. To what end? What do we get from that? Another birth. But if we can use our body, use our mind, use our intelligence, our senses, in the service of the Lord, then this we become liberated. (inaudible) This, this is what it means to be liberated jivan mukta su-uchite. jivan mukta liberated soul is who karmana, manasa, gira uses his, his work his mind and his words in the service of the lord how do we do that with our body we got this body, most inauspicious situation most inauspicious situation for the soul so may Srila Prabhupada would say make, a, make the best use of a bad bargain body is a bad bargain it causes, our whole material principle of suffering comes from material existence. Sita atapa battabaresana jamani jagire In blazing heat, in freezing cold, in wind, and rain, we're, we're trying to get ahead in life. Kripana dhurajana lagire. Serving useless, miserly people. What? For suk? for some insignificant material happiness. So how to understand our situation? To get realization of what has happened to us? To understand it in the core of our heart? What is our real problem that we took birth in the material world? How to understand that? Not intellectually, not mentally, but to grasp it, jnana, big jnana, to realize it, what happened to us? Nam Sankirtan. Vidhyaabh du jivanam. Say life of all transcendental knowledge we can only understand spiritual life in this way it's not about uh, a good birth or good education or money <inaudible> Bhaktivinoda Thakur said about Srila Nityananda Prabhu who opened Nam Hatta. your birth your opulence your family tradition your knowledge is insignificant. It cannot help you at the time of death. What can help us? This thing, our relationship with God. How do we establish that? How do we get that thing? How do we awaken love of God? By chanting Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, Especially in the association of devotees. Nam, Sankirtan. Sangha, Kirtan. Complete Kirtan in the association of, of devotees. This process is so important the Lord Chaitanya, God himself, came to teach the world how to do it. He didn't need to understand how to do it himself, but he came to teach the world by his example. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, from his, as a baby, (laughs) as a baby, he'd cry, he's wailing, and wouldn't stop crying until the ladies would sing, Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So he came to introduce this principle of self-realization in this age, Kuteya Chanting the holy name is the process of self-realization. Such a simple, beautiful, satisfying thing. You see devotees come, people walk by and they begin laughing and smiling. Everybody becomes happy when they hear the holy name of Krishna chanted by devotees. So we should take to this process, we should promote this process as much as possible because this is the solution to stop this cycle of repeated birth and death in different species of life. This problem says you're taking life as a dog, as a cat, as a king, a servant. These are all false designations. Who is a king and who is a servant? This is what Jad Bharat is pointing out. Maharaj Rughana you think you're a king and you think I'm a servant in your next life you may be a servant I may be a king and this is exactly what had happened who was Jed Bharat he was the deer in his last life who was in his last life was Mahar- Maharaj Bharat <coughs> pure devotee who by the will of the Lord to teach society and to increase Jed Bharats to bring him to the stage of Jed Bharat pure prema bhakti Premi Bhakta, arrange the situation that you become attached to a deer. You be born as a deer. You be born as Jatbarat. You all of the experiences he had. So, Lord has us in his. Has our interest in in our our interest is the in Lord's interest. He's watching over us. He's bringing us bringing us along this stage, and the ultimate blessing that he's given to the world in this age. Kalo Hari That chant Hare Krishna. Because no one can be a king forever. No one can be a servant forever. No one is rich forever. No one is poor forever. These are all temporary material designations that ultimately are meaningless in light of our spiritual identity. So the whole name of the game in spiritual life is how to realize, not just talk about, but how to realize, how to experience our Atma, to experience our own self as separate from our body. It's not just a, a talking game, an intellectual game, a mental game. What is our realization? And that realization comes by this process, Harinam Sankirtan, chanting Japa attentively, hearing Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, remembering Krishna, Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smarana. If we're chanting nicely and hearing nicely, next thing comes. We remember the Lord's smaranam. This is japa, not just babbling some sound and pulling beads down, but bringing, dragging our mind nischaliti manas to whatever and wherever the mind goes, to its unfl- to its flickering and unsteady nature, drag it back, bring it back under control of the self. This is the japa exercise we do every day for two hours, just think of Krishna not your mobile phone not your bills not your family not your internet not your job not the news Krishna for two hours just Krishna and this is vidyabhadhu this jivanam this is the life of all transcendental knowledge this will give us the realization the experience of Krishna consciousness and ultimately the experience of love of God because the fruit of of chanting Hare Krishna Maha Mantra is divine madness that tears come from the eyes hair stands on end voice is choked up govinda virahename feeling separation from Krishna love of God this is our objective it's not just to be peaceful in this world to live a nice peaceful shanti shanti shantihi life our objective is love of God and we should be prepared to Pay the price, and that means that we see the hand of Krishna in every experience of life. That whatever He takes is for our benefit, whatever He gives is for our benefit. So, in happiness and distress, in life and death, and jima Gati Arnahi more, Das Radha Krishna Pranamur Jugalakishwar. Ar that your my the high, my gati the highest objective in my life is your service, is your love. Ar there's nothing more in life, or in death, there's nothing more in my life. This is our objective. And how do we get that feeling? Can you pick it off a tree? Can you go on Amazon.com order it? Can you go to the mall and find Krishna prema, Krishna bhakti? How do we get Krishna Bhakti? We get Krishna Bhakti from devotees. And what are devotees doing? Satatam yatantas nitya yukta upasate. When we associate with devotees, there are always nitya yukta, always engaged in the Lord's service. Satatam always chanting about Krishna. Dridhabrataha with great determination. By their association, our faith increases, our realization increases. And this this most priceless gift of emotional attachment, feeling, love for Krishna becomes available. It's in our grasp in one lifetime. And if we get that no more birth again, finish the whole business once and for all and go back to Godhead. There's nothing more there's no higher objective, there's no higher achievement. We should always remember that. Remembering what our goal in life is. That there's nothing more than this. By remembering that puts all other life experiences in perspective. It puts the job in perspective. The family life in perspective. Sense gratification in perspective. Money, prestige, position. Everything else gets put in perspective. Those things may come to us by our karma. You can't avoid that also. If you're meant to be rich, you can't avoid it. This is destiny again. But having this realization, this most invaluable, priceless, extremely valuable understanding of who we are and, and who is God and what is our relationship and the experience of that, if we touch that experience, then all these things become insignificant. Become completely insignificant. So this is a very instructive verse. Many things can be said about this verse. We're in this body. We're, also, we're actually dead while living. This is good instruction. Um, Maharishi Rughanath thought he was insulting Jed Bharat. Jed Bharat said, yes, this is true. This body is dead. I'm dead. This, this body is dead and I'm living, in a, <laughs> I'm living in a dead body. This is true. So this is a wonderful verse. Bhagavatam was so nice. Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak to all of you. Uh, if anyone has any questions, I can try and answer anything. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna,
2: Guruji, Dandar Pranam, all good sister Prabhupada. that's such a nice- Jai life. Shila Prabhupada. Yes, the Supreme Realization, you put it in such a uh, nice way. Uh, uh, so it's uh, that the, the temporariness of this body and this material arrangement. And we uh, uh, belong to uh, Krishna. I, we, we we belong to the spiritual world, and we should always aspire to go back there and be happy with our death. That's the supreme realization, and that uh, oh, we should be always carrying to the till the end of our life. Uh, it was such a, a, a nice class. So much uh, uh, faith nurturing and awakening.
1: Thank you. And yeah, nothing to fear. People fear death. There's nothing to fear. We don't look forward to it, it's not like we em- we embrace it. Oh, I'm going to die, how nice. But we shouldn't fear death also. It's, it means it for me means it's another step on the road of progress towards Krishna. We're coming closer to Krishna. So, yes, good, let it come. Yes,
2: Hare Krishna, Prabhuji, Tanat- na- 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 Wonderful. Prabhupada. Plan- uh, Your class is empowering, Prabhu. It it brings out the real devotion from once. You nicely focused on the points like how one should be focused while doing the japa. Bring bring it back. That's our uh, two-hour sadhana to bring back our mind and focus on Krishna. Plus, I like the point like how one should prepare uh, one's life to live, like you mentioned. It's like embracing, like when devotee leaves the body, it's like he's, you know, embracing the Lord, and he, he's like uh, getting association of Lord. Lord is like how the cat's baby takes care of baby. So similarly, you know, you are uh, basically getting united with the Lord. That's so so, so nice point uh, you mentioned, Prabhu. Thank you yeah. so much.
1: Krishna is waiting for us. <laughs> And we're, yes. we're busy trying to arrange our material life, but Krishna is waiting for us. When will you come back? Chaitanya uh, Mahaprabhu spring. praying. Yeah, yeah. Bole. Wake up sleeping. So how long? Kota Nidra, how long will you sleep? He's waiting for us.
2: <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Yes, Prabhu. Yeah, if you keep hearing the awakings and making small, small changes, you know, one day we'll, we'll try to you know go more closer to Krishna.
1: Yeah, We have our destiny also. that's true also. I should, yeah. have, I should have moved to Malpur years ago, but destiny was there. I had this dance I had to do in the material world, making money and chasing dollars, and <laughs> blah blah blah. <laughs> what to do? Life. Yes, true.
2: that's so nice realization One, you know, comes out of the material and enjoys that gives the immense pleasure and the confidence and, you know, hope on the spiritual path like one is so happy to accepting and, you know, leaving the material world behind That's so wonderful example uh, you are showing, Prabhupada that's so
1: materialist, materialist, Materialistic people die with, full of pain and regret and fear even, even my father, he was a very sinful man actually. Yamadutas came. I, I, had left there. I stayed up all night with him. I had to go back to the to the room to offer puja. So he died when I was walking back to the room. But my sister was there, and she said he was holding on to the because Yamadutas were dragging him. He was trying to hold on to the bed, like because someone was taking him, dragging him, and his whole mm-hmm. face turned red and holding on, holding on. Uh, uh, gone. They die full of fear, full of regret, yes. full of remorse that why didn't I do this, why didn't I do that. Devotees like, I know one devotee, he died, he left, he was taking Chana Mhrita and the Chana Mhrita ran out of his nose and he was gone. Just like, just so peaceful death. Just mm. with a smile. Peaceful death. Effortless so, death.
2: So nice. Yeah, yeah but uh, with your devotion and dedication and... Uh, your inclination for the you know, uh, Krishna Consciousness, uh, your father will be delivered, Prabhu.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm his only hope actually. So. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I play, he was very kind. He actually did many things. He came to my initiation. He was a yes. very proud man because he had a big education. They came to my initiation ceremony. He brought a gallon of milk to the temple, brought me a warm coat. He thought I needed Ooh. a good coat for something. When and he then we traveled together also for some time in Indonesia. So nice. Yeah. I took him to the Los Angeles temple. He was a doctor, so we saw, he saw a picture of Krishna, Balakrishna. Krishna, mm-hmm. and he said, "Son, that child is turning blue. <laughs> he is, there's, a, there's a what's it called? There's a scientific term for it. Cyanotic." That child is cyanotic. He has cyanosis. It's when your body doesn't get sufficient oxygen and the skin turns blue. And this child is cyanotic. <laughs> he said, no, dad, that's Krishna. No, way. <laughs> but he would take, he take Charnarmit, He'd go to the temple. Ruk-Midhi, take Drasana, Rukmiri, dwarkadish. He'd take Charnarmit, Take his shoes off. Be respectful. Nice. So he did some good things, but, you know, this is the value of, uh, of a son or daughter becoming a devotee. The parent. Even the parents are non-devotees. The son, the father and mother of that child are immensely benefited when the son, becomes, son or daughter becomes a devotee. Because everything the parents did for them, feeding and clothing and educating, sheltering, loving, everything they, our parents did for us becomes their bhakti when we become devotees. So you're exactly correct, Prabhu. It's, you know, it's a big blessing for him that also came... From Śrīla Prabhupāda Prabhupada blessed him in this way.
2: Yes, wonderful. That's so nice. Yeah, <laughs> this process is so nice. You know, everyone gets benefited around in you know, a devotee.
1: Yes, that's true. Very yes. true. Yeah. yeah. Even the even the dogs are. You know, uh, we're we're right next to Namhata building. I look at my back window. They have a bucket there. Every mm-hmm. all leftover prasadam goes there. So the the squirrels come and eat, the crows come and eat, the birds come and eat. Everyone's taking prasadam. <laughs> everyone, everyone, there's no prasadam problem in Mayapur. Everybody's eating nicely. Are you? out The uh, <laughs> so
2: next, yeah, next birth, you know, they will be, you know, taking birth in Mayapur and joining Sankirtan
1: party. Yeah, we can hope. We can yeah. hope. Anything else, Prabhus, Bhattachays?
0: Hare Krishna Prabhuji, Randa Panam. Pranam. Randa
1: Bhat Pranam.
0: It's a wonderful class. And thank you for sharing your past um, pastime about uh, how you came into Krishna Consciousness with the fire at home. And it was uh, it was for you to come into Krishna Consciousness. So in that, taking that incident in this perspective. So thank you so much for sharing that and about your father also. Uh, what he said yeah, it's a, it a big the blue color.
1: <laughs> fire blessed fire bless me in many ways I was a cook in, in several Iskon temples I was a head cook in Denver head cook in San Diego Iskon, Denver Iskon, also at Bhaktivedanta village and three rivers when we had a guru kula there so I have this rasa with fire
0: <laughs> yeah fire is fire is blessed me <laughs>
1: Yeah, fire has blessed me in many ways. <laughs> fire ki Yeah, <jai.
0: laughs> very And how you came into, uh, uh, sorry Prabhuji, how you decided to settle in Mayapur? If you have time, you can share about that too. We
1: were coming, my wife and I were coming every year, practically speaking. And we'd always considered moving to Mayapur but we had a nice program going on, and we we're staying at Prabhupada Village in North Carolina for 10 years. We had a nice. We were, had a big garden there. We we're growing all our food. Water from the well. Heating the house with wood. Devotee Association Temple is doing some preaching Seva up in uh, Virginia at the prisons and the Bhakti group there. Bhakti Viksha group just purchased land in a temple. They're they're expanding. Uh, it's kind of. Richmond, ISKCON Richmond is, is progressing like anything now. So we had, we had a nice program, but India was calling, so we couldn't decide. You know, India is, we always thought to come here, but we, couldn't, we had a nice program in America also. So in 2018, we thought, let Krishna decide. And we booked tickets for India, but before we left, we put the property on the market, in the real estate market. And it's not an easy property to sell. It's all d- devotee neighbors. It's, uh, there are two houses in the property also. It's like a steep hill coming down into the property, cul-de-sac, out in the, in the forest basically. Not an easy property to sell. So if I whatever, if it's Lord's will, it will sell. And then we're homeless, we have to <laughs> move to India. So ultimately, as you can ascertain, the property did sell and uh, we had to fly back to sign papers and in two weeks, clean out the house, fix things, give things away, sell things, pack things. It was a huge, passionate ordeal. And we moved to India permanently in January of, two, of 2019. And been here happily ever since. My book is wonderful. Everything's here, except there's not a big preaching venue, unless you speak Bengali. So I travel to Delhi area. Uh, in May, I'm going to Chandigarh. Into Rohini, Kurukshetra, probably Rurki, IIT Rurki. There's so many wonderful devotees have come to Prabhupada. Come. I feel duty-bound to try and encourage them as much as possible in their spiritual life. Because they're more than me. All these young devotees that have come, they're better devotees. They're more learned. They're more renounced. But they see me like a big, big brother, an uncle. So I have the opportunity to encourage them. And it gives me great happiness in my heart to encourage these amazing young devotees, young men and women that have come to Prabhupada's movement. So, Mayapur is like golden cage. Everything's here. Ganga is here. Prasadam is here. Kirtan is here. Radha Madhav, devotee association, temples. So it's an amazing place, but there's not so much preaching opportunity. So I charge my batteries here, then I go out and travel for as long as I can manage and then come back to Mayapur. So that's my program here. And my wife very uh, thankfully takes care of our deities while I'm gone. We have, we're worshipping 20 shalagrams, beautiful Jagannath deities are here. Tulsi is up on the roof, flowers, we grow flowers and vegetables on the roof. So she takes care of the whole thing while I'm gone. Takes, does the deity worship, arati, offering, picking flowers, picking tulsi, cleaning, cooking, everything. She's a very busy lady while I'm gone. So it's a nice life. So we, we we're feeling very blessed.
0: Wow, very nice, Prabhuji. Such a wonderful life you are spending uh, with Krishna's mercy. It's all Krishna's plan, not our plan. Works out any time. Hari <laughs> Krishna. Yeah. Thank you, Prabhuji. have, your you
1: know, that the. Yeah. One thing, the purport of this is that we should have faith that Krishna is doing the best thing for us. That we all have, a devotee has a very, very bright feature, future. Even at death, we have a bright future. What to speak of this life? We go through phases in our life where we struggle. I went through some very, very difficult times in my life. But when I look back on it, I can see Lord's hand at every step of life, how he was protecting me at every step of life, and ultimately blessing me at every step of life. And now it's come to this living in Mayapur with devotees. Krishna, we can't imagine. Krishna is so kind. So kind.
0: Yes, Prabhuji. Thank you for sharing. Hare Krishna.